Previously on the lineage of Moonreach, we found out that Chester is the Traveler rune, and we went to the Shadegazer Manor, and we saw some kind of battle mural, and we're poking around, and Willem decides to give up his original name and become Willem Shadegazer, which does have a great ring to it. So we're poking around, we meet some of his dead relatives, and he gets the Shadegazer Ancestral Dagger, and I don't know what we did. We pissed him off somehow, and things started to go south, but we also found a Lineage Stone, and once we activated that, it seemed to, to fix everything, and then we get sent underground, and we're wandering around down there, and we find a statue of Anthek, a Spider Queen. Anyway, we messed something up again, and now it looks like we're about to fight. The D20 Syndicate presents The Lineage of Moonreach. Welcome back to the D20 Syndicate Podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> A weekly Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play podcast. I am your host and DM Seth, and around the table of the internet, we have our players. I'm Billy, and I play Willem. I'm Tomas, and I play the turkey. I'm Lindsay, and I play the thankful. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Michaela, and I play Gorble. That's right. Each week, we record for your listening pleasure, and this is episode 116. Woo! Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you made it. It also happens to be Look Thanksgiving, guys. What? Oh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Family gathering. Oh no. <laughs> turkey sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Miscellaneous turkey sounds. <laughs> gobble gobble, oh. baby. <laughs> um, oh, oh. So yeah, I, I'm sure there's so many of you you know tuning out your your terrible zoom uh family get-togethers hopefully and um <laughs> and listening to us right now so we really appreciate it our real families the internet it's the equivalent yeah. of me at a real Aww. family thanksgiving where i just stare blankly at the football that's on tv <laughs> and not understand what's happening <laughs> while the entirety of Pink Floyd's The Wall just plays out in your head and I'm just like this is better than talking to people I'll just pretend like I'm watching this a single <laughs> tear rolls down your cheek <laughs> who you got winning this thing I don't even uh, <laughs> that football's looking pretty good right I don't even realize I'm responding to people when they're talking about it that was a wicked play man uh huh <laughs> like did you catch that ludicrous up. display <laughs> I love ludicrous Chris, great song, man. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just goes into a handshake with whoever said it. And they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Let's do the around the campfire question. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gravy Cranberries. Gross stuff your aunt makes. How do you do a how do you do a turkey sound? No. No. Is this just, just your way of fucking with us so we make turkey noises? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Just pretend you're doing it. <laughs> 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 Pretend you're doing you're trying to be a putty from 
Power Rangers. Nope. I can't get loose enough. You gotta shake your face. Nope. That was better. It was better. Too aggressive. You look like you're nervous about it. Just I am. You gotta turn off the mic and then do it. Or sorry, the video. We're watching you. Yeah. She covered her face. If I can't see you, you can't see me. Welcome to the Turkey Club. <laughs> Is me? If it's your delicious. first night, you have to gobble. I love turkey clubs. Yeah. Some All avocado. right. So, for mm. tonight's around the campfire question, I would like your characters to tell me what they are most thankful for. <laughs> nice. I think we did this last year, but it might have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Because more things have happened. <laughs> um, Pinwin, tell me what you're most thankful for. Well, you see, Sky Voice, um, I'm thankful for, oh, so I'm thankful for being alive because I've almost died so many times and, uh, it's, so it's pretty good to be alive, right? And then, um, friends, obviously, and... You know, my family, who I hope is okay. I try not to think about it because there's so many buns in the oven, as I've said. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, everything. <laughs> All right. Thankful for everything. Thank you, Pinwin. Willem, what are you most thankful for? I'm thankful for a second chance at family. Uh, not only in the sense of our friendship uh, between the wolves, but I'm finding out more and more that I have a deep-seated and rich, apparently both in like uh, gen- <laughs> rich in genetics, uh, <laughs> but in uh, uh, monetary. Uh, <laughs> which is always well. nice to find out <laughs> <laughs> which is nice to find out later on in life like oh huh, i'm it's... a rockefeller <laughs> <laughs> whoops goody <laughs> yeah i i feel i feel like uh what's her face in princess diaries um yeah, princess, princess diaries. Diaries. <laughs> damn it <laughs> got you bitch shit uh, <laughs> very nice so, yeah. willem uh gorble what are you most thankful for? I'm really thankful that we're all together, even though even though things are going a little south and we don't know what's happening and we're always confused. Mm-hmm. It's just it's good mm-hmm. to actually have everybody in like my line of sight and not be split up because <laughs> that gets really scary. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Tomar, what are you thankful for? I'm pretty thankful I joined the Lapidary Guild. <laughs> that turned out to be really convenient. Um, uh, nobody tell Willem, though, but for Christmas, I got him adoption papers. So now I'm going to be his dad. I think he's going to be really excited about it, even though I'm pretty sure he's older than me. But hey, anyone can be a dad. No, you two are the youngest. And oh. Willem, is, Willem is the youngest of all. Oh, well, then it works. 
And he acts like it. So he'll have to listen yeah. to me or he's grounded. Um, go get me a Coke or I'm going to pee on the floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. You know, like Dad say. say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm thankful that I, most of all, that I came back, that I was able to find a way out of the ethereal plane and find my family once again. So many things would have been completely different had I not been so amazing and gotten out of there. <laughs> so that goat was helpful. Thank you to that goat who I, <laughs> who's wandering around between planes. Yeah. Oh, what's he doing? <laughs> Tricking other people into bashing each other's skulls. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picked up a taste for blood. <laughs> oh, I like these. I was going to ask Seth what he's the most thankful for. Man, that uh, was hard. Yeah. I am thankful for as a DM. As a DM. It has to be in in, in character. In the context of <laughs> not in real life. I'm thankful for pumpkin pie. <laughs> um as a DM, I am thankful. For a, a group that is engaged in the story that I have put together, but also helps direct the story in like it's not it's very easy to not have to like railroad anyone. Um, in fact, there's very little railroading going on <laughs> at any time. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Sorry, I was, I'm nothing. It's going to make a dirty joke. Make the dirty joke. No. Make it. No. Because it involves you and me. <laughs> Whoa. Make it. I think that's probably better than making the joke. Um, Remember when we had the train conductor hat? <laughs> Remember when we held the train hostage and fucked in the caboose? <laughs> Made everybody watch and then we let them go. And now whenever we want to talk about it in public, but we don't want to let on to our crimes, we just say toot, toot, and wait. <laughs> Will you destroy uh, the joke for you? Yeah. See, you didn't have to make the joke. Um, <laughs> we'll always be here to destroy your jokes for you. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm most thankful for. Build your um, buttercup just to destroy you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thankful for a uh, good group and uh, one that is very active with the storytelling process. Just does really interesting things that it's not that I don't expect them, but it's always, you know, it's always really interesting to see what direction everybody goes in when when it comes to the yeah the actual plot and stuff like that. So I'm thankful for an, an engaging story that I, too, can like, you know, just because I'm making it doesn't mean that like I don't get any enjoyment out of it because you guys make it so that there's a lot of elements that I'm not even really doing. You guys are doing it so it's kind of like how george r, r. martin claims he mm. writes stories like he'll say that a character just does something and then he's like well i wasn't expecting them to do that but this is where the story's going <laughs> so let's see let's see where this goes i don't super <laughs> believe him but that sounds like what you just said so yeah no yeah it's um <clears throat> it's, it's like it's the overall general concept but then you don't know exactly how it's gonna unfold and yeah. depending on what we decide to do you've that's something that's another thing so as a player 
not as Willem or as Billy, but as a player that I'm thankful for, <laughs> is that <laughs> who are you as a player? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> DJ Khaled. Um, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> We're in a DJ Khaled song. God, love that band. Great song. <laughs> and and simulation. Um, but yeah, as a player, like. Because there are definitely times where one of us says that we do something or we decide to do something and you hide it very well. But I feel like it has to be there are moments where you're just like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you just roll with it. And it's like it's like the simulation just shifts. <laughs> and so like instead of it, like this is where we had the general idea of it going. But then you're just like. Okay, no, we're going to do a left, a left turn That's here. a very good point, and I guess we're doing this now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm left strap in, guys. But yeah, if we're doing the thankful as a player thing, uh, I've been, outside of, outside of the podcast, I've been stepping in a little bit to do more DMing, trying to get better at it, have more fun uh, controlling a game. And I'm a very, like, meticulous planner with things, uh, which is... A good and a bad trait for a DM. And one thing I really appreciate about you as a DM that I didn't quite realize before was the rolling with the punches and adjusting to the random bullshit that we decide to do. Because uh, <laughs> I was not prepared for players to do that. So um, when it happens, I'm like, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me consult the manual. Yeah. Um, so th I think that's what you do best as a DM. So. Well, thank you. Thank you for being good at that. Otherwise, this show would be chaos. I appreciate that you're super patient. And I also appreciate that you love me so good. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> I appreciate that you let me open treasures <laughs> and that you love Pinwin so good. Yeah. Like I've said, uh, I really appreciate that guys. Uh, like I've said in the past, um, the best thing that I ever, ever read was, you know, the, the door analogy, um, which I've modified the door analogy to make it better, but <laughs> it, it just made me think of how I wanted to improve that analogy. But like you give your players a door, you can, you can plan for everything and your players are still going to almost definitely because you have, you know, several different minds at once. <laughs> They're going to kick the door off out. the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm good at kicking. <laughs> that's my um, thing I do. But yeah, you can plan for them to knock, open, uh, you know, ask somebody uh, on the other side, try to speak out to somebody, tunnel underneath it, eat the door. Like that's just <laughs> there's going to be so many different variables and your players will set it on fire or they will kick it off a cliff or something like that. So it's, you know, it's preparing in many cases for what what not necessarily is going to happen because that's almost impossible to know. Um, but being prepared for the consequences and what that means, um, kind of setting your own, uh, own internal rules on how the world works. So, you know, if you kick a door on the top of a mountain that doesn't, isn't affixed to anything, it's very possible that it could fly the fuck off the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, I would give that advice to literally every single DM. I, to me, that's the most important thing is being able to just 
roll with the punches, like like Billy said, knowing that it is chaos and you have to just react to the chaos. Have your have your array of things that are most likely to happen because about 50 percent of the time, that's what happens. But also be prepared for the unpreparable. And that would be my advice if 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 you're having trouble with reacting to what people are going to do, just if like real life, you just figure out what the best way is if somebody come bust your door down. I mean, what's the most likely scenario? Well, it's even more complicated when it's like crucial to the story. And it's like, I think in reality, this guy would just attack them. <laughs> but how do I make him not attack them and in continue the story? Well, you have a, I mean, what I tend to think of is like he, the character has their motivation for what they're going to do. So uh, that's what I try to I try to get in the mind of the character. So it's not necessarily that he want he wants to attack them. But if they decide to, like, talk to him, is he the reasonable type that will listen to someone trying to talk him down? Is he not? Is he completely without the ability to understand that at all like a monster and will just react on instinct anyway? And it's just knowing knowing the motivation as the as the character comes in. So you already decided that this guy was going to bust in the door. His motivation was he was coming in there. He might actually only be in there because he was trying to, he thought somebody else was in the room or he was trying to steal from the place and he didn't see anybody on the other side of the door. So he may not be trying to attack, but knowing what his reason for coming in there is also affects how he reacts to the situation. I see what you're saying. I think you're just saying, just kill Billy next time because it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. I've got plenty of backup characters. <laughs> uh, I'll see you on the swing set. <laughs> um, all right. So um, shall we get started? Oh, yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so when we last left off, you all had activated, well, Willem had activated uh, the plinth in the kind of cathedral gazebo area underneath the uh, the uh, Shadegazer Manor in this, what turned out to be some sort of forgotten, abandoned, underdark-ish city. And once that had been activated, you guys heard a voice emanating throughout the entire cavernous city that said, if you would like the weapon, then you'll have to defeat the Guardian. And that's kind of where we left off. You heard a loud sound. You heard this weird fucking noise. And uh, yeah, so that's where we are. Now, when uh, after the voice kind of makes that proclamation, you guys feel the chamber that you're in begin to shake and reverberate with the sounds of And emerging from one of the dark, gigantic passageways way off in the distance, roughly uh, about a thousand feet away from you guys, is some sort of shape. You can't really tell at first, but suddenly this large, bulbous front begins to become more clear, and then... (laughs) It's a stay buff marshmallow, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then from the cavern itself, the tunnel, you guys watch these long appendages reach out and grasp onto the edge and pull this massive form out of the tunnel. 
you are looking at some weird concoction of spider and what appears to be some sort of serpent. <gasps> it's got a sp- it's got a spider-like body and a long serpentine head and a large lower jaw that seems to be almost connected to the chest and you watch as it opens its mouth and you hear the <laughs> and it is it a sea lion also <laughs> potentially <laughs> and this creature emerges and it looks around and you can see that it's searching for something what would you guys like to do in this moment? Does it you... have eyes? Kill it! You can see that there are eyes. There are little slits in Does the, it in the head. Does it see us? Not that you can tell at Wait, the moment. It, it, it has a serpent I... head? Mm-hmm. Is it, I... like, sniffing us out with tongue? You can't tell. Damn. It's very. It's about a thousand feet away from you. Oh. Are we, are we, like, tell us the layout of the area around us. Are there buildings and shit we can, like, hide around? Or One sec. Uh, Will, what were you going to say? Uh, I have a spell that I want to cast. Oh, okay. So um, go ahead. Go ahead with the description. Okay, so this isn't a this isn't a, a perfect representation, um, but a long time ago, probably uh, I want to say like a year and a half ago, the inspiration for this city uh, visually, um, I stumbled across it, and I'll share a screen. This isn't super accurate, but it's a good idea. Um, I'll show okay. here. One second. All right, let's see here. Just to kind of give us a feel for yeah. what you're going for. Sick. This, yeah, this kind of thing. Like, and imagine there, imagine there's not lights on. Um, sure. And it's probably, it doesn't go, like, all the way out here. But it's roughly this size. Um, cool. And, yeah, just kind of built into this, like, underground cave. Roughly, you know, obviously a little bit less light than is coming through here. But, yeah, just a general idea so you can kind of get get a sort of feel for how it might look and you can imagine that instead of like all this light area here uh it would be like the far away curvature of the cave and right here would be like the tunnel where this thing is coming from and imagine like right here is the gazebo where you guys currently are so you can see that this thing is you know crawling through so it's pretty large if that makes sense but we do so, have some options for cover and stuff. You have, yeah, you have a lot of options for cover. I say we hide. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome because that's pretty much, it's like a mix of that and uh, when they're going yes. through the mines in Lord of the Rings. Yes, so yeah, kind, kind of, of like a general so idea like that. Sweet. So I'll cool. give everybody the opportunity since it's so far away to kind of decide what you would like to do. Willem, you said you had an idea on a spell. Uh, yeah, so given the layout that we just got, uh, how far away is the this cave or this opening that it's coming out of? Roughly a thousand feet. Okay. It's far right. enough that, I, yeah, it's, it's in that range. I'm going to holster <laughs> my idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> given that information, uh, I'll, I'll save it for okay. uh, when we get closer. But uh, I think everybody's, well... I can't speak for anybody else, but I think my primary goal would definitely be to uh, get out of sight so that if it is, it seems hostile. <laughs> it definitely seems hostile. And the fact that some disembodied voice said that we had to defeat it to get what we want makes me think that we're probably going to have to engage. So me personally, I would like to do so uh at an advantage and surprise it if at all possible. Are you saying that to us at all, or are you just hiding somewhere? 
I'm hiding. <laughs> you guys watch Willem just like immediately start moving I away. I pictured him hopping into like a nearby barrel <laughs> with his head slightly peeking out. Cut the little hole and the arm comes out and I nail gun it shut. <laughs> uh, Gorbel, what are what are your plans? I see this thing and I have that oh fuck moment and I I slink back against a wall and start looking for a good place to hide. Penwin, what are you going to do? Does it... Would you consider it a monster? It definitely looks like a monster. <laughs> Is it evil? <laughs> okay, um... <laughs> half sp- half giant spider, half giant snake that's... That screams like a I seal. Mean, just checking. It's kind of like an animal. Make... If you if you can Pokemon it, do it. If you can make friends with it, fucking I'm all here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're going to be best friends now. Like that guy in Cloverfield. <laughs> what are you thinking, Pinwin? Yeah. All of Pinwin's insides just like ketchup <laughs> bottle out of his mouth. So I was gonna do a whole monster, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's, like it's about a thousand feet away from you. As well. So hold on, so it wouldn't work. Okay. Well, I'm not sure hey. what the range is. I don't think it's a thousand feet, though. No. Then maybe what I'll do is. Then I'll ready hold monster. There you go. Okay. So you're going to get ready to hold monster. Are you going to do anything else while you prepare to do that? Are you going to stand out in the open still? Oh, no, thanks. Sorry. No, I'll probably try to hide off to the side somewhere as well, not okay. be in plain sight. And I'll be contemplating, like, if there's a chance where, like, seems like maybe (laughs) I could befriend this dude, I'll I'll just have my loot ready. Okay. Um, what, uh, so everybody, I'll get to you in a sec, Tomas, Tomar. Um, I just am going to let you guys know that those of you who are thinking to hide, um, after I talk to Tomar, I will have everybody do, like, a perception check. Uh, I'm ready. All right, Tomar, what what are your plans? Check out. I am going to, I'm going to do the same thing as everyone else in that they're hiding, but I want to go up, like okay. get a vantage point from above this thing. I'm going to fly up to some area like a crevice or something or a stalactite or to something that up, I can please. hide behind, <laughs> but uh, position myself in such a way that I could get the drop on it without it hopefully seeing me. Okay. Everybody give me a perception check. You got it. Can I have advantage because I'm bad? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. 14. So, you know, you can, nothing hurts from asking. 14. Okay. 21. Ooh. I kill this thing. 18. Billy, are you holding a utility knife? All on my own. (laughs) Why do you Uh, have that? What was yours, Pinwin? 33. Oh, wow, 33. Okay, so, Pinwin, you're looking for a spot to hide, um, and you kind of, like, you're... You're kind of down low, so a lot lower than everybody else, and you can see a different perspective than everyone. You notice now that, as you're scanning for a spot to hide, that most of these homes have... These like little concave uh, shapes to them, kind of ar- like little arches underneath them, as if to imply that there's a lot of tunnels underneath these homes. Ooh. And you, as you look, you can see that they kind of correspond mm-hmm. to the other 
homes and buildings. <clears throat> oh shit, it's and, the last boss in Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <clears throat> and you can, uh, you think that you could easily slip into one of those holes and uh, find a spot where you can both see and maybe move around because you're noticing yeah. that. Um, Willem, are you looking for a, a higher or lower vantage point? Yeah, uh, basically on our next go around when you let us do stuff, I, I plan on just going invisible and scaling to higher ground. Okay, so you can you can see that there are a few, like, re- a lot taller structures. There's not a lot in the way of things that would allow you to go much higher than maybe about 50 to 60 feet. Most of these buildings kind of top off at that point, though you do notice that uh, about a block away, there's one kind of tall towerish looking thing that looks as though it might be a bell tower of some kind and that one looks like it's about 80 feet tall so that might be your best uh, vantage point Gorble what? are you just looking for a general <laughs> spot to hide or yeah okay you can you as you're looking around you can see that there's a few buildings that uh, would probably offer you some protection there mo- there none of these windows by the way that you guys can see in these buildings have glass on them they're all completely open and as if they you know obviously this is built inside of a cavern so they don't really they wouldn't really need to protect from the elements so much but uh, you you notice that it would be very easy for you to find a building to kind of set up in if you so chose. And uh, especially along this kind of main throughway, uh, there's just a ton of ton of uh, open areas there that you could you could likely find a spot to uh, set up. Tomar, you're looking for like a way to get to, you know, kind of the higher higher up levels by flying, though with a 14, you're having a difficult time trying to see a spot that wouldn't also expose you to like your actual flight path unless you the only thing you can think of is if you were to run all the way to one of the sides of the caverns and then float up that way to avoid being seen or maybe you can see that there are some outcroppings and like some big stalactite pillars that are uh, quite a ways away from you that you could maybe float up behind to stop being seen but directly in the open as I mentioned most of the buildings are they top out about you know 50-ish, 60-ish feet, except for the, uh, you also see that that very tall tower, um, but that doesn't reach the ceiling. Knowing that I can't super see that well, I'm going to do the first thing you said, but instead of running, I'm just going to uh, fly really quickly just above the ground. So I, okay. I'm barely hovering over the ground, and then I'm going to zoom really quick toward the outer area or whatever you said. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, Pinwin, are you going to uh, head to one of those holes, or are you going to try to find something else? I'm going to hide in the hole. Okay, so you guys all watch as Pinwin, like, runs, like, across the street and plunks himself into one of these holes, these little archways that are roughly, I want to say they're about three feet uh, at the tallest point of them. Uh, but and yeah, then they're I'll definitely hold my thumb up <laughs> okay. as I'm laying down in the hole. And then Willem, <laughs> are you heading to that tower? Yes, please. Okay. And then Gorble, what are you gonna just try to hide in one of the houses? Or everybody can see. Um, you you can see because they went first. You can see that Willem starts running down the block to head in what looks to be a direction of the tower. Knowing him, you also see Pinwin like hunker down and head underneath one of the buildings. Ah, can I do a quick pss to everyone? Uh, give me... Uh, well, with a perception check of that, yeah, everybody would notice you going, Psst. Okay. I'm going to cast Telepathic Bond. Smart. Since we're all going to be hiding in 
different places. Oh, yeah. I was definitely going to ask if we had done that previously and if it was still it's going on. It's been so long that I can't remember, so we'll just let her. Catch. I don't. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Yeah, because that, that was going to be my next. That was my next thought. When we started splitting up, I was like, ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> so I cast Telepathic Bound. All right. So you guys, boop, 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 boop. you're all connected. Welcome. You've got brain. <laughs> Unps. And then I run into I run into one of the buildings, one that looks the sturdiest and the most likely to hide me while I can still see out a window and get a good vantage point. Okay, so you actually end up uh, running like right across the street into a, a building that's very squat, um, and it's got some windows in it. But you notice inside there's like uh, there's a large stone countertop that like kind of bisects the entire room almost. Uh, there's some space on either side. It looks like a circular bar, and as you look around in it, it, it looks like this might actually be some sort of like tavern. And uh, but you notice that the shelves are completely bare. There, there's no like actual product in here. It's just like an empty tavern. But all the furniture is in there. It's all made out of stone. And you think that you can find some pretty good spots in here. Um, Tomar, you're zipping along uh, down towards <laughs> uh, down towards there, and uh, you're able to find. You said you were gonna try to do like the kind of the way where the wall of the cave kind of. Goes up. Yep, I'll just trace the wall up all the way. Okay, it'll take you a couple of minutes to get there, but uh, yeah, you're able to, you know, kind of clear the distance. And then so that I know, and so that we don't have to sit there and, you know, keep, like, going back and forth. When you guys arrive in your positions, Pen, when you said you were planning on readying um, Dominate Monster, or what was it? Old Monster. Old Monster. And Willem, you're going to find a vantage point, and you're going to turn invisible. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Gorbel, you're going to hide. Are you going to prepare anything? No, I'm always ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Tomar, once you get there, you're going to start heading up, correct? Yep. Okay. Perfect. So you guys, it, you know, the monster starts, whatever this creature is, starts, uh, emerging from the tunnel and you guys immediately, Gorbel cast the spell, you guys are all connected, and you all run off in your separate directions and, you know, get yourselves prepared, um... Tomar, you fly up kind of the corner or the, the kind of the rounding of the cavern and start heading up and up and up and up the hundreds of feet to get to like a spot uh, above kind of where I assume maybe correct me where kind of everybody is generally located in that area. Or are you going to go after it? I'm trying to think of a way to describe what I want. Like I want to I want to trace the ceiling towards where the the monster is coming in mm -hmm. that I am right above it by the time it reaches like the main city area where everyone is hiding. Okay. So you basically want to meet it at when you get to it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were like going to wait in a specific spot or if you were just going to like go wherever it is. Yeah. I want to go where it's going as opposed to where it is. Okay. So you'll watch and, and kind of, and yep. do that. And I also so want to like observe to see what, uh, how it moves, um, any unique things about it, how it behaves. Okay, um, so what I'll have you do then is give me a perception check, and then if it's successful, I'll have you give me an insight check. 26. It is successful. Give me an insight check. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. 20. 20. Okay, so you watch this creature as it's it starts 
kind of prowling through the area on its eight legs, and it still keeps doing its intermittent, uh, like, call of whatever that, you know, that guttural noise from its giant throat. And you know that it's turning its heads from side to side, l- scanning, looking for something. You also notice that as it... So this thing is huge. So this thing is at its back probably a hundred feet. It's about probably 60 feet long to the base of its neck and then its neck is like another 20 feet. So this thing is is massive and it's each of its legs is probably 50 feet. And so as it walks though, you notice that it seems to... It's not like it's paying attention to where it's stepping, but it's very clear that it's stepping in spots that avoid actually like hitting the buildings or touching anything or crushing anything that is a structure as if it's being very careful with the way that it moves but it's definitely scanning for something and it kind of moves in like a kind of almost like different shifts of diagonal so it'll go like this way a little bit and then it'll sort of go this way but it still continues to move forward as it does so okay um Mm. as an expert on armor and uh stuff like that does it have like natural armor on its body it does it has a what appears to be a very thick carapace does uh, it have armor sections in it that i could discern could be weaker than others um with that insight yeah you can see that there are sections and then your reasonable assumption would be that there are probably gaps whether it's like slightly under and behind or right there at the gap you can't really tell uh at this distance but you can definitely see that there are some very clear segments. Okay. Uh, I'm going to think to everyone, so I've been watching it for a little bit. It looks like it's protecting the city. It's treating the buildings with care. It's not trying to destroy anything. We might be able to use that to our advantage. Like maybe we could knock a building down or something to lure it to a specific location if we want to cast a spell to trap it. But it's definitely scanning for us. It has some sort of feature that's searching trying to locate us so try and be as quiet as possible so we don't alert it and it also looks like it has some weak spots like it's covered in armor but you just be on the lookout for locations where it is more susceptible to damage okay do you think that uh if we were to use the buildings as shelter that it might not attack the building that we're in. That's a very good point. Like, if you want to shoot it from inside a building, I don't know. Okay. Do we even need to attack it, or do you think we can, like, hide and sneak out? No. We're we're not here to sneak out. We're here for the weapon. And if we want this weapon, we need to fight this thing. We need to stop it somehow. Like, we could easily leave if we <sighs> wanted to, but... The, yeah, you'd have plenty we of time really to have win. to fight it. The test we're we're doing a test right now. That's why we came down here. I hate this. I hate <laughs> this is a bad test. <laughs> Maybe if we're really, really nice, it'll like us. Huh? Is that an option? It definitely wants to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know what the options are, Penguin. As far as you know, you know, this is, you know. If this is a test, maybe there's multiple ways of resolving it. But it seems like you guys are starting to develop uh, a little bit of a plan here. So, um, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead with what you were saying, Tomar. Are there any natural uh, 
features of this area that we could bring down on it. Like if we um, manipulated some stone or something, uh, broke it free. Or some stalactites. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so there are uh, some pretty large stalactites that are, you know, kind of towards the edge. You didn't see any when you first arrive, but you can see that there's like maybe one or two that look as though they weren't taken down. The the area itself looked like it was formed in order to make sure none of those fell, but there pretty are polished. just yeah, there's just a couple of couple of spots where there are some. None of the buildings seem to be tall enough to drop on top of it unless you were to somehow able to get it to a lower area. Um, you can see that there are some dips, there's some areas of the the town itself that are kind of up on a like a raised section like along the wall and there's some there's one section that you can see in particular Tomar that's I want to say like maybe 200 feet to your if you're looking at the spider thing uh, to your right and it's kind of like a little uh, recessed area that has like some buildings and stuff in it and it looks like it's it's about 300 feet wide and so that's about the only like lower area everything else seems to be on a, like a general plane or slightly raised in that recessed place with the buildings is there stuff above it that could drop down on it um no nothing seems to be up against it or hanging above it or anything like that none of the buildings seem like super close to the edge so it kind of it, it seems like it was designed that way to make sure that nothing fell into the, the recessed area. Is it taller than all of the buildings? Yes. And in fact, it looks kind of like... It, it's a very interesting look as it kind of like trawls over the, the, uh, the buildings themselves. Because yeah, it definitely keeps itself elevated to the point where it has to um, make sure it doesn't knock down any buildings. But it's like right up... It's right up above them, usually... As you can see, um, it looks like it'd probably be like maybe 10 to 20 feet at most uh, that it keeps distance between. Would you say that it possibly, is it visibly straining to keep itself elevated as much as it is? From your perspective, it looks like it's doing it pretty, pretty easily. Okay. Um, but, Not like uh, tiptoeing in high heels or anything here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, to Tomar, you'd be able to see that it has pretty solid um, structure at its, the base of its feet. It seems like it was designed to make sure that it didn't step over or step on anything in particular. And in fact, its its limbs all seem to move in uh, kind of independent of, independently of each other, which is why it seems to have that weird gait to it. And none of us have, like, seen a creature like this before, so we wouldn't have, like, a, a knowledge of their... I will say, is anybody proficient in history? Nope. I nope. mean, technically. You have, like, half proficiency? No, because you... One of my boons that you gave me, I'm oh. proficient in everything. Oh, yes, gotcha. Okay, yeah, um, so Willem, I'll allow you to look upon this creature and give me a history check. Sweet, okay. Oh, damn it. Would this count for uh, whatever talent or whatever? Reliable Shit. talent? Reliable talent, yeah. Damn, it's been a minute. Yeah, if you're proficient, for sure. Sweet. Okay, so in that case, 17. 17. Unfortunately, because of the rare nature of this beast, you, you don't think you've ever seen anything quite like it. Um, it definitely has elements of a serpent and a spider, but as far as what it could possibly be... You're drawing a blank on it. Okay. Willem, is there the tower you're in? Is there any part of it that you can see that's structurally holding it up? 
that can be manipulated. So, uh, Willem, you would see as you look around that the top area of the tower, which you're where you would be, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't actually have um, a bell in it. You thought at first that it was like a, a bell tower, but you can see that there is kind of like this uh, like strange polygonal box, like of stone kind of in the center that has like some slots in it as if you would input something in there and there's and the one side of it it looks as though there is a uh, kind of a spherical almost speaker like shape to I mean you wouldn't know what a speaker is but kind of looks a little bit like a speaker there but the actual structure of this top area is on these very thin uh, kind of artistically designed uh, support systems that go around the outside doesn't seem like there's much on the inside How, how big is that area that area is about 20 foot in circumference. So if it fell on something, it hurt it. <laughs> Potentially. The artistry will be their hubris and downfall. So what so I was... you noticed... Go ahead. No, you can keep going. Uh, I was going to say, you guys know... You're, Willem, you noticed that... Uh, so they're, so the shape of the supports is, like I said, kind of artistic. So they're kind of like contoured going up and down. Um, you don't think that they're super structurally sound to the point that it would resist, like, say, an earthquake or some sort of wrenching force if it was great enough. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it could be coerced into toppling over. Okay, well, maybe we can lure it to the tower and then we can knock it down on it or something. Okay. That could be that could be a good start. Uh, I'm trying to think about a spell I could use to attack it. Does anyone have a way to hold it in place or anything? Or, uh, well, actually, that was my <laughs> B plan. My A plan was try and see if maybe we can befriend it. But, um, if you really think that's off the table, then I guess I could do that. I mean, you can try whatever you want, Pinwin, but it might destroy you. <laughs> we don't know how strong it is, but you might be the most healthy out of all of us, so maybe you could do it. I don't know. And you, get, and you watch Tomar, you have the best vantage point as it continues to move around in kind of like the the skittering diagonal way over some more, and it, it seems to be heading towards like the, the general area of that uh, where everybody else is. Alright, it's very slowly making its way over. Does anyone else have plans? Um, I think I can try and lure it uh, within range of dropping uh, the structure on it if I cast Silent Image and maybe put it in the form of something that it eats. Does anybody know what spider snake giants eat? <laughs> Whatever they want. Eggs. <laughs> Eggs. All right. I'll, I'll do a, a moon... What what is it? What's the fucking Denny's moon over my hammy or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, not sure it's looking to eat anything. It might just be summoned to destroy whatever because whatever it is knows that we're here. It was summoned by something. Does it seem like it can even see very well? I can't tell, but it has other means of detecting. Yeah, from what you can observe, uh, Tomar, from your insight roll, um, it does seem to be having issues seeing. Uh, you, as you noticed, the eyes are kind of slits, and it's it keeps turning its head from side to side as if it's looking for something. 
Um, but yeah, there's definitely something weird about the way that it is uh, perceiving things. So does it look like it has a blind spot? It's hard to tell based on that since it's moving its head around so much. Like some creatures have to have their head turned a certain way to look at things. You would be, based on what you can see, it almost looks like it's not fully dependent on its eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Do we have a way to make everyone quiet? I can close my mouth. <laughs> That's a start. Yeah, but your sandals will still flap. <laughs> I can just shuffle. <laughs> Take them off. Just. Can we see the cave ceiling? Or like the... Yes, you can. Okay. What about... Where's the nearest, like, <laughs> cave wall, I guess? Um, from where you are, probably 500 feet away. I mean, I could pass without a trace, but then I can't do hold monster. Should I just ask him? Should I say, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> is pass without a trace concentration? <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> You're fucking if it right. Had more, if it had more dependence on its sight, then I was thinking maybe we could, like stun it with a bright light but I don't think that would have maybe we could make a lot of noise to disorient and distract ooh yeah Mm -hmm. from like different points points in the city yeah Yeah. Yeah. there we go we can definitely Mm -hmm. make noise that's what we're good at (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're thinking the wrong way here we need to lean into (laughs) our problems (laughs) just go la 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 It has just like a super like all area effect laser that it shoots out. (laughs) (laughs) Just a fucking cone of force just kills us. (laughs) What's my favorite way to make noise? Fucking just Skrillexes us. Um, I can (laughs) cast hideous laughter. Good one. Don't you have to target them directly to do that? Yes. I think they have to be within, yeah, like 30. 60 to 130. Yep. Okay. How far is it right now? Uh, you can't tell, uh, Pinwin, unless you were to like move around a little bit. But uh, Tomar, uh, if you were to ask him, he would be able to tell you that from where you guys are generally located, it's, it's you know, kind of gone the distance, and now it's like maybe 400 to 350 feet away from like the area with the tower and the statue and the gazebo. Making his way downtown. Can I see where the bell is? <laughs> the what? The bell. What bell? You said there was a bell that was missing. Uh, no, there there isn't a bell in there. There's like uh, he thought it was a bell tower at first. Oh. It looks like it, but there's something else in there, and you wouldn't be able to see it from where you are. Okay. Oh, I see where your I see where your line of thinking was going. Back to the bell rack. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're smart and shit. <laughs> I have my horn. It would give us all advantage. Is there and a range on it? Otherwise, if we if we want to go back the other direction, the other line of thinking, if I can get close enough to it, I could cast deafness on it. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. That could mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could do the distracting thing first and then lure it a certain direction. Then you cast deafness on it, and then we bodega it. So, I kind of. So, there's a part of me that's like, I know we need to communicate what we're doing so that we don't accidentally die and shit like that. But there's also a part of me that's like, I, 
kind of want to just have it be a surprise because I'm so happy to try and do it because it sounds so fucking cool in my head. Billy, if you were there and you were Willem, would you want to be surprised by this monster or would you like to formulate a plan to try and kill it in a smart way? While so, we all have our brains connected. Yeah, the convenience of a spell that we can just think our plan without noise. And all of a sudden you just hear Willem thinking, almond milk. Eggs. <laughs> oh shit. Bread. He's up to something. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> Little tortillas. Um no, uh Little tortillas. Okay, so I think guys, if we can if I can get to a high enough place and we can lure it close enough to me without it actually noticing me first, what I think I can do is or what I'm thinking of doing would be to shoot a web arrow on top of it and I'll just jump onto it and try and aim for the webbing to stick to and then I can cast deafness on it. How close do you have to be for deafness? I think 30 feet, but That seems super risky to your body in many ways. <laughs> it does but um. I also I don't want to try and get 30 feet within this thing and like cast it and have it turn on me. <laughs> so right. like, I feel like if I'm on it, it might actually be advantageous. So here's the thing. The thing I want to do. <laughs> it's getting closer and closer to as part, of the, <laughs> as part of the bodega. I want to do firestorm. And if I do firestorm, that's not super conducive to you being on it. Uh, I can drop a bunch of fire meteors down on him. That's true. Like, so well, actually, your Pinwin, web, your does web Pinwin is still have that uh, that mantle that protects against he fire. Does. Oh, hmm. Does he? What? Did someone have that when when we were in Deepminster and we, we fought the dragons? The red dragon. He had something that protected him from fire, or was that? Mm. Oh, that, that that was that cloak. Uh, you would have to. Didn't we put destroy it, on. it or something? Or it was removed. I Wasn't actually, it hard to get off? That was a the other cloak. That's oh, the charisma cloak. Oh, so many cloak. cloaks. I know. <laughs> cloaks and gems. So here's stones. the thing. Pinwin knows how to hold monster. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to get right up on him to hold him in place. You have the blindness deafness. Which, I do too. Okay. We could go from each side just as backup. Okay. One could do blindness and one could do deafness even. Okay, Would perfect. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's let's use the obelisk or whatever the tower is and uh we'll that'll be our point of like luring it. Like that's X marks the spot. And Gorbel and I will hide on opposite ends of the street or the path uh to the obelisk. We'll hide inside the buildings and you guys will lure it and once it gets within range from our hiding spots, we'll try and cast blindness and deafness on it. And then y'all can go ham. And then Pinwin can cast hold monster on it. Tight. So you guys create- So I do that last? No, no, you no. Do it the, you'll do it at the same time as them. They'll make it blind and deaf or at least try, and then you'll hold it in place. And then, yeah, we need a way to distract it to lead it toward that obelisk. I can do screaming with minor illusion. Ooh. Is there a range on it? How far can you be away from it? 30 feet, but do you think it'd maybe echo in here? Like, oh, maybe in gray Based area? on you guys' passive perceptions, 
You can tell that because this is a cavern, things do tend to reverberate pretty loudly. <laughs> Just turn and into that's a cantrip too. My friends, it is a cantrip. So you're not, you're not wasting anything. Yeah, you can cast it at yeah, the building. Yeah, I can't rip it. So <laughs> you wait till they position themselves, um, and I'll keep flying closer. Do we want to test to see what it's capable of first? How so? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like get real fiery and angry? You could. Uh, what about your double? You could use your double, like sacrifice it or something, unless that's a really high level spell. It's a pretty high level spell. Mm. Um, I could. Ooh, what if I sneak a little bit closer, like to my spot and cast Mage Hand and then like use it to drop a stone, you know, a little ways away from me. Okay. Couldn't hurt. And kind of see how it Unless reacts. it senses you by, like, magic or something. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck a lot. I didn't the, think well, about we, that. I guess we would have to be ready for, for all of this. Okay. I will get in position to 150 feet away from the obelisk, if okay. that makes sense. So I'll be okay. far enough away that I can cast my spell but not be in eyesight. And this, so this obelisk, is there, like, are there like conjoined streets or paths that meet in this center or yeah it kind of it, it kind of everything moves toward it it is like kind of a central crossroads okay. where all a bunch of different streets connect to it perfect okay that's exactly what i was imagining and hoping for okay um so looking at where it is now in conjunction with where i'm at at the obelisk i think to gorbel all right, I'm going to take up in a building on the right side if you want to go left. Yeah. Okay. I'm going I don't I can count on you to sneak. I'm not the sneakiest. <laughs> so I'm going to have my mage hand ready sort of and I'm going to keep like a stone. Can I find like a a couple rocks? Yeah, there's definitely rocks and stuff Okay, around. I gather up a few pieces of rock just in case like I make a sound mm-hmm. then I can toss <laughs> yeah. a rock and hopefully hopefully throw it off my my sound scent um, <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna make my sneak sweet okay so I will uh, uh, Willem are you gonna be invisible I am okay so you're going to give me sneak at advantage okay and uh, Gorbel, you're going to give me a regular sneak. Can I have advantage? No. Okay. <laughs> we can always ask. That's a 35. 35? Okay. Sneaky. Sneaky deaky. Level 20 rogue. Okay. Stealthy bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> Not bad. Okay, that is a 22. Yeah, 22. That's yeah, yeah. that's pretty decent. So, Gorbel, you start sneaking. Uh, Willem, yeah, you're like, you're able to easily sneak along, even like a little bit faster than a normal sneak pace. And um, you sneak so good. <laughs> sneak so well, girl. I'm in crouch position, but I'm still holding the run button. <laughs> <laughs> you uh so yeah you guys are able to kind of get close enough it now is about a hundred feet away from where you guys are pinwin what are you up to right now um just getting ready to use minor illusion to make a distraction okay so are you moving towards the tower then yeah i guess trying to get a little bit closer in range i know it's echoey so it's not a strict 30 feet but i'll probably want to be a little bit closer okay 
Gotcha. Um, and then Tomar, you are. I can't travel through like the little bull tunnel thing, can I? You very well could. Ooh, can I try and see if I can perceive or something? This is so yeah, give me a perception for Penwin. <laughs> Just running in tunnels and doing all sorts of hijinks. I mean, he found a tunnel. He's gonna like. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna not that tunnel. Tunnel. Dig right Wait, didn't that thing come out of a tunnel? What if there are like little babies? <laughs> you just run oh, into like the I'll nest find of them, hopefully. Never let Mika DM. <laughs> <laughs> she you're all gonna us. die, just definitely. <laughs> um nineteen. Nineteen? Okay, yeah. You were able to see that there Thick. are you know, you kinda position yourself and you can see that some of these tunnels like line up. Uh it's all pretty flat surface in this area, so you can see like there's multiple tunnels, but there's like a straight shot that would get you uh basically like right up to the opening of the street where the tower is. I'm a tum I'm a tunnel travel van. <laughs> Alright, so you start scurrying down the tunnel? Yes. Okay. Alright, so Willem and Gorbel, you get into position. And Tomar, you're you kind of drift down a little bit till you're about 150 feet up from from the area while still, you know, keeping this this weird spider creature is still moving along, still. Wait, does it use like sonar? Echolocation? Yeah. Echo the dolphin? Oh well, crap. What if it can see us like just because we are going to like bounce sounds differently. Well, yeah. that's what the deafness will be good for. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I think we have a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, let's, let's stick with the plan. Yeah, we just don't. I know feel enough. like this is the most planning we've ever planned ever. Except for the time you guys blew up that tavern. Once in a while, we have like a solid <laughs> plan. Calculated. Yeah. yeah, we can do this. Or We're... the siege of Moonreach. Oh or the, yeah. Or the siege of uh, that one. Starhost. Yes. Okay, yeah, you guys are good when it comes to being God's Valley, seat. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you guys plan, you know, to ambush, you guys do a really good We're job. We're good at fortification. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys get into position. Everybody is uh, kind of waiting for this. Pinwin, you can see that it is now about 75 feet away from you uh, currently are. I don't know when you're planning on activating it. Who, what's the, what is the catalyst that you guys are waiting for? Uh, so is there like a, like a small, like town square sort of space in front of the tower? Yeah, yeah there's, was... it's, there's like several of them. One of them happens to be in front of the tower. It doesn't seem like it's going directly that way though. It seems like it's almost skirting, gonna, like it's body position seems like it's gonna skirt around the, the, uh, the town well, square. Well, hopefully, okay, so Pinwin, it seems like it's close enough that it'll start being able to hear it if you want to cast that illusion on the tower and then just find a way to get out of there. And then if we lure it into that space, then you guys can get the drop on it. I'll just stand up on my knees just slightly so I can just kind of peer over. Are you still in the little tunnel there? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll um, quietly like strum my loot to cast minor illusion and, and just be like, <laughs> so you cast a super loud scream that just, mm -hmm. and you guys see that this, or hear this scream just like echo everywhere. And Tomar, you watch as the head snaps in one direction, and then immediately Great the spider. Song. love that band. <laughs> the spider leaps off of the ground oh, into shit. the air and lands right in front of the tower. And uh, Pinwin, I need you to give me a dex save. Uh. Oh, shit. 
I knew we should have tested first. <laughs> we couldn't have oh, known. Oh, yeah, what happened to testing first? We talked about it. 20. 20? Okay, you are able to move out of the Ooh. way in this tunnel, like flatten yourself against the side of the tunnel as the thin appendage of this spider creature snakes down towards the tunnel, and you watch as like a section of it elongates and oh, goes down suck. into the tunnel, and then and I'm just like, like kind of slithers around and then sinks, slinks back in. Everyone, give me initiative. Oh shit! Twenty six. Twelve. Twenty three. Twenty two. Oh no. I hate when I go first. <laughs> Shit. Me too. <laughs> so much decision. Well, it's. I always have like good supporting actions, but I don't have the good, like, let's get this party started action. So. So far, I mostly think that oh. we're, we should still go with the plan. So, yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. at least know what you're supposed it, to do. Is it close? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's right where we wanted it to be. Okay. But it's within 30 feet of me? Uh, it's, uh, it's about 50 feet now, so you guys would m probably have to move closer. But, Gorbel, you're up. You see that this thing has leaped through the air, slammed down, quieter than you would have assumed a giant creature no. like that jumping through the air would have okay. made the sound of. Well, crap, it's not close enough to, to cast. You would have to move 20 feet up. In the tower thing? Uh, it's in front of the tower. But it's like currently, like, you can see one of its appendages fishing into one of the the uh, holes underneath one of the buildings. You stupid. I was expecting it to be close enough. Uh, okay. Can... But it's within... It's about 50 feet away from you. Okay. Can I do a quick think to everyone? Yeah, as a free action, sure. Okay, I can't reach it with with blindness or deafness. Do you think I should just hit it with fairy fire? No. I think you should get closer to it and cast one of those spells. Ugh, fine, okay. Can you bardic inspiration over telepathic bond? <laughs> Are you sure? Well, okay. Seth is, uh, is part of it you gotta visual? Think based. I think it can just be whatever... Um, I think you, if they can hear you, then yes. I mean, technically, I will allow it. it's bardic yeah, inspiration. Yeah, it says that so. can hear you. Yeah, I was so. going to say, sing a song. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Gorbel, you've what? got this. <laughs> now you have bardic inspiration, Gorbel. Okay. Maybe <laughs> I do got do this. It. <laughs> it's possible that I have this. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Pinwin believes in me. I believe in me. Okay, yes. I am as quietly as I can, but still with some swiftness. I I try to move about twenty feet closer. You, if you're trying to sneak, that'll have your speed, so you'll only be able to get. What's your max speed? Is it or? Oh no, you never mind. You're fucking gorbel. I forgot. Um, yeah, you, <laughs> I am fucking gorbel. Um, so yeah, go ahead. And, and I'm the Kayla, and I'm fucking gorbel. <laughs> give me a uh, sneak roll. Ooh, more like snob goblin. <laughs> I am feeling the still point of boon. today. Yeah. That is. 26. 26. All right. So you very easily sneak along the ground, uh, very quietly moving towards the uh, the creature, and you're able to move up in a sneaking position pretty quickly to 20 feet. 
in my mind. I'm going, I got this. I got this. Okay. <laughs> so now that it's in range, I think to everyone, I'm in range. And as I think that, I am going to... Uh, I guess I'm since I'm going first, I'll just do the deafness one. Because okay. you have blindness and deafness, right, Willem? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go ahead and cast deafness. Okay. And that is a constitution save of 19. You watch as this... You're, uh, how do you cast the spell? I guess I should ask. Usually they can see me when this happens, so... I guess I'm just going to silently this time put my finger over my mouth and do a shh, but not actually make the sound. <laughs> so it looks way dumber. Okay, so the magical energy starts to envelop this creature, then suddenly it stops what it's doing, and it like turns its head from side to side, yeah. and then it lets out this this like mournful tone. Don't humanize it. <laughs> I think to everyone. <laughs> uh, Willem, you're up. I already named it. Fuck. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't kill Jerry. <laughs> okay. Jerry. Um, so, Pidwood, you're on deck. There's there's no panes in these windows, right? They're like adobes, like Pueblo. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna grab like the top of one and mm -hmm. like huck myself out and up to spider stick onto the outside of the wall. Alright, give me a give me a acrobatics check. That's a fun image. Yeah. 34. <laughs> okay, yeah, you very, you, this is like second nature to you. You just, and you stick onto the wall. Can you imagine if you missed? <laughs> you're, you're, you're just, just like, like don't touch and, and you just, just, like, you just <laughs> the nervousness of the situation, just, your hands slip off and you just, yeah, tumble backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you just, oh. It's like from Hot Rod You just hear Shit <laughs> but, but, but. That's my favorite Yeah it's the best um, Alright and then I'm gonna start running along the wall Toward okay. the Spider snake Are you trying to be stealthy about it or are you just straight up Like just fucking heave hoeing Um being stealthy wouldn't hinder my movement speed, right? My maximum movement. So yeah, it actually makes it two thirds your regular pace. So if you're, if it's thirty, then it would it would only allow you to move ten feet, unless you are uh, level. Wait, two thirds would be twenty feet, wouldn't it? Uh, two thirds. Your sorry, it it takes it down by two thirds. Is what it ah, says. Okay. Oh. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Unless you have the rogue ability supreme sneak. I do not. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I will not be sneaky about it then. I figure I'm okay. invisible anyway. Fuck it. Okay, gotcha. All right, so you're going to head that way as fast as you can, running along the walls. Yes, please. And you're able to get up there within 30 feet pretty quick. So I cast blindness, and it has to do a con save of 19. Oh, con save. Okay. All right, what does it look like when you cast blindness? Uh, nothing, because I'm invisible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I couldn't, Fair. I couldn't help. <laughs> I couldn't help. All of a sudden, a cloud out. of... But you cloud become of... visible when you cast it. That's true. All right, so you so puff out so doing yeah. something. From, from like, uh, one of the pockets in my mm -hmm. leather jerkin, I, I pull out, like, a little bit of uh, wool. 
and I I kind of rub it between my hands in front of my face. I like to imagine you're doing that as you're as you're running along the wall invisible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I like I do like a symbolic gesture of like putting like throwing it in my own face and in my eyes and I say <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nelvadan. Nelvadan. And then, so yeah, your invisibility disappears, and this shroud of darkness surrounds the head of this beast, and suddenly it, is, it begins thrashing like crazy. And, Pinwin, I'm going to need another dex save from you. Uh-oh. Ooh. Let me get to the dex save screen. 29. 29, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, here's what happens, Pinwin. The creature... Uh, because it's thrashing around and its arm is still in the in the tunnel, you f- you feel the structure of the tunnel begin to collapse. You see, you have a very tiny opening, or you can continue into the depths of the tunnel to go back where you came from. But you have to decide right now which direction you're going. Um, tiny hole. Tiny hole to go out. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna actually need you to give me. an acrobatics check. Okay. 17? 17. Okay, as this this tunnel starts collapsing, it pulls its arm out, and you're able to slip through just barely through this hole that it started to form, and as you, uh, as you climb out very quickly from the hole, you watch as the building you were just in (laughs) collapses, and this creature is now, like, spinning in place and thrashing out. I need everyone within, so everybody but, uh, Tomar, you're all going to have to give me a wisdom save. Pinwin has got some huge balls. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine when he got out and saw the building collapse, he just kind of like salutes and then tries to run. <laughs> but uh, he rolled 13, so. 23. 23? Mm, 10. Wait, does my bardic inspiration count for anything? I have not used that. You can yeah. use it right now. Thank so God. You, is Are it you a D8 a or D10 for D10, you? D10, I think. Ooh, 19. 19? Okay, so you got 23, Willem? Yep. And 19, and Pinwin, you got 13? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pinwin? Yeah? You watch, uh, you guys all <laughs> see this as the uh, the creature begins, like, thrashing around and, and kind of spinning in place, and then it drops down low and you watch as like from its body uh, this like radiation of energy blasts out and kind of just goes through the streets and hits like the buildings and kind of arcs around them and Pinwin it hits you and you feel like this burning inside of your body Pinwin you're going to take 65 damage oh no so it's just like whatever this is this, Ouch. this like radiation blasts you and you just feel it in your bones and you just feel really bad. And it is radiant damage. Oof. Hmm. That's also interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a underground dwelling monster that deals radiant damage. It's interesting in a troubling way. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> Pinwin, it is now your turn. You've just been blasted by this. Um, you know, and escaped it's kind a collapsing of a, building. <laughs> it, 
it's kind of a danger with this thing thrashing around, so I'm going to try to hold monster. All right. That sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> Please Thank succeed. You. <laughs> Please. That would be so Please. perfect. Um, so here we go. Choose creature, see within range, wisdom save of 19. As you cast it, Pinwin, I assume by strumming, mm-hmm. you feel like it kind of holds on to the monster for a second, and then it seems to dissipate as if it just broke out of your kind of hold, and it continues to thrash, <laughs> and you find that it is it is unsuccessful. And it's like whirling around. At least it doesn't know where you are at the moment, it doesn't seem. Willem, actually all of you guys would see this. You guys watch as something kind of like shoots down the, the, uh, the, the street, this little shape. You watch as it shoots down the street and hovers in the air right by the, the monster. And Tomar, you're probably the only one who can't see the detail on this, but the rest of you see this like floating weird sack thing that has a face drawn on it. And then you see that it's joined by two others (laughs) floating up near it. And you guys watch as these like little black beams of light strike out. There's three total and hit the creature as it's standing there or as it's thrashing there doing... Oh, I hope these are Chester's puppets. Oh, sorry. There's four four puppets. <clears throat> oh, puppets? Of yeah. The, yes. You're looking at the uh-huh. puppets, the little doll, the little paper or little yes. sack dolls awesome. of Chester. Chester for the win. Yeah. Yeah. You guys watch as these four like sack dolls float around and then they each shoot like a black beam <laughs> right into the creature itself and it lets out another just woeful noise as it's zapped by these and then you guys watch as the puppets kind of like reconfigure themselves and then kind of hover in the air still Tomar it's your turn (laughs) all right I'm gonna swoop down over it uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna uh, use my hammer to paint like light in a, a line across its spine going okay. up towards its head and as I fly away these uh, fireballs are going to start fall- falling down in the, the pattern that I made um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast Firestorm I'm really curious about this since he's such a long and big creature mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say this a storm made up of sheets of roaring flame appears in the location you choose within range the area of the storm consists of up to 10 10 foot cubes which you can arrange as you wish each cube must have at least one face adjacent to the face of another cube. Each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 7d10 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, now, I don't know if it's so big, would it take damage on each section of it when it gets hit? Because each of those fireballs do 7d10 of fire damage. Okay. So yeah, it would be it would be in each of the in each of the spaces. It's definitely like big enough. It's about I mean it's probably like wide wise. This fucking spider thing is probably fifty to sixty feet wide. And it's about the same length long. Okay, so I I make a line that's like a hundred feet long across it, like going 
like I trace the line up to up along it, and then in mm-hmm. such a way that all the cubes would hit it. Um, so I don't know. He make a deck save. Okay. And then I guess you can d- determine how many of them hit him if it hits. He just does another. Ooh. <laughs> and dodges the whole thing. It got an eight for its deck save. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do I do? So you're going to, I mean, you can go ahead and roll the damage considering it is, it really can't see much of what's happening at it. Uh, so go ahead and yeah, just give me, give me what the damage is and I'll tell you, I'll give you a descriptor behind it. Cause I think, um, I think there's going to be a, a peculiarity there. Okay. Um, uh, 48 fire damage, 48 fire damage. So you watch as this, as these, um, fire storm balls fly out of the sky and strike the back of the creature and uh, hitting its carapace, uh, you notice that it looks like those those uh, hits are a bit more muffled than what they might be on a, on a normal creature. And one could assume that it took about half the amount of damage that it normally would have. So you said it was 48? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... All right, so yeah, it uh, it takes about half of that. <clears throat> but yeah, so we are... You guys have watched as Tomar dropped the bomb on him, and uh, and you guys have all kind of kind of done your own thing. It is now it's still deaf and it's still blind, and it's been hit just a couple of times, and it seems to be searching for where that where those attacks came from. It turned to the side that it was hit by those those uh, dolls, and then once it got hit in the back, it like kind of snaked its head up. And you can see that its head, while still shrouded in this shadow, is like pivoting around as if it's looking for where that came from. And it's going to like release this roar again of pain and anguish as it's trying to find the source of what's hurting it. However, because it can't see anything, it can't really do anything other than drop low. And it once again, everyone is going to give me a wisdom save. Rob's distant cousin mm. drop. <laughs> oh no. Mm. 17. Oh. It hit the curl of my notebook page. And I got all natural one. Okay. No. The opposite that- happened to me. <laughs> uh I I I'm rolling on D D&D Beyond. And it hit mm-hmm. the top corner mm-hmm. and like <laughs> immediately like just stopped rolling on a 20. Oh, nice. Uh, Whoa. So I got, what'd you get, Pinwin? 29. 17. Okay, 17, 29, and a natural one. So what uh what would that be with your um modifier? Well, yeah, with your modifier. Two. Two. Okay. Oh. Alright. So this wave of radiant energy comes blasting out. Sounds like a lot. Uh, I need it you does. to give me high or low, Gorble. I'll, I'll go high. Okay. Is that wrong? 
Uh, you'll know in a sec. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Gorbel, you are going to take 90 damage. Oh! Oh, no. And because of the nature of your uh, of your roll, you will not be knocked backwards on in and knocked prone. However, uh, you do feel an intense burning inside of your body as this blast hits you. All right, Gorbel, it is now your turn. And this this is just like a blast yeah, that's like emanating warm. out from him yeah. every time okay. he yeah. does his like howl. Kill it. Mm-hmm. How close am I? Uh, right now, you would be st- still about like thirty ish feet from it. It's been staying in the same spot, just like spinning around and thrashing. I'm really mad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Disintegrate. Okay. Ooh. What's the... Yes. Uh, it's a dex save 19. Go ahead and tell me uh, how this spell looks. <laughs> so I do it my regular way. In complete anger, I put my hands over my head and do a loud clap. And then little little rays start like coming from my fingertips and attack the creature. Um, it failed. Did it fail its dex it save? It did fail the dex save. Okay. So then it's going to take 10d6 plus 40 force damage. What's, what spell level did you cast it at? Six. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. So 10d6 plus 40. Okay, so 40 plus 40, 80 80 damage. damage. Okay, and it's force damage, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you slap your hands together and you watch as like a a section of the the creature's body just like looks like it gets kind of like dug into with the spell and it it, uh, once again just like... And it drops down, and I need everyone but Tomar to give me a wisdom save. Shit. Really? Why are we down? This is going to be the one that gets me. I know it. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, Guys, it's been nice knowing you. (laughs) Seven? (gasps) I don't want to. I rolled another one. Oh, Jesus. What? All right, high or low? Do you have anything? High. All right. Um, what did you get, Willem? 14. Okay, and what did you get, Penwin? Seven. Seven, okay. We need to not be down. I'm going to think to everyone, everyone gather up and get to the same spot real quick. <laughs> Use your whole action, or I say the fantasy equivalent of that. Okay, so Penwin and um, Willem, you guys are each going to take 70 damage Gorbel, you're going to take Ugh. 71 damage. <clears throat> oh, okay. No fair! <laughs> uh, so... I'm so do happy my I have more HP. Stick oh. whether or not I am conscious? That's an interesting question. Oh. I would say no. <gasps> I am now falling off the side of a building. Okay, um, all right, let's see. How many feet up are you? I mean, the most you could have been was like 50. Okay, um, so it'd be 5 Yeah. So you're going to take an additional 12 uh, damage. That could have been a lot worse. But So you guys watch as Willem's form just drops. He just suddenly drops off of the side of the building and just 
hits the ground. So how, how much damage is it after you fall unconscious that it takes another one of your saves? I think so, taking any damage gives yeah, you Yeah, taking a any damage fail. would remove one of your would remove one of your saves. So you have one failure and you need to get <sighs> two more. And it is now your turn, Willem. So go ahead and roll that death save. Fuck me in the ass. All right. Oh my god. And so again, I just did this the other day when we were playing with Tomas uh in his DMing campaign. But what do I roll? <laughs> a d20. Just a d20. Okay. Oh, thank fuck. That was a 19. Okay, oh. so you you have one failure, one success. Okay. All right. Pinwin, it is your turn. I also yelled to um, everyone in their head to get close to each other. Okay, so, yeah, I'll try to get... Am I closer to Gorble or Willem? Um, You're uh, basically equidistance from both of them. But you would know that Willem can't move if he's unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. So I'll go towards Willem, and can I cast a spell as well, or will that take my whole turn? That, I mean, if you move towards him and cast a spell, that will take your turn, yes. Right, but the moving, that won't. What's I guess, how far am I from him? I would say you're roughly 30 feet from him. Okay, my walking speed is 25, so if I go pretty fast, then uh, I can... Yeah, but that you wouldn't be able to cast a spell then. Mm. Um, I mean, you could get 25 feet, just depending move, on the spell. You just yeah, move your whole I'll action do that. instead. Like, yeah. Just dash there. Well, I was going to heal him, too. I mean, you can I get... I mean, five you feet your, is pretty can, close. Yeah, if it's within five feet. I mean, it depends on the range of the spell. Yeah, so I'll just move as far as I can, and then I'll cast Healing Spirit at... Um, what do I have open? Fifth level. Okay. Healing Spirit. Okay, so that was nine. Okay. So nine... Mm -hmm. Healing total. Okay, uh, Willem, you are now back to the world of the living. You're going to have nine HP. All right. I'll salute again. I'm on a salute <laughs> king. <laughs> I like just, I kind of like sit up and <clears throat> prop myself you up on one elbow and good job, try everyone. and drag myself to the side of a building to lean up against. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys watch as the dolls kind of reconfigure themselves in the air again and then. So cute and aggressive. I love it. They're so fun. <laughs> and they strike the, the beast and it... Tomar, it's your turn. How far away from Willem am I? Uh, if you d How far did you drop when you were... Or you, got, you like went back up, so you're like 150 feet away. Or no, you would be further. You'd be like 220 feet away from him. I'm going to move... 60 feet down towards them, mm. and then I'm just going to turn off my wings and fall the rest of the way. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, okay, give me an uh, an athletics roll. 11. Okay, so you went down 60 feet, so that would give you, that would give you a remaining of 100 and, what did I say, 220? So you'd be looking at 140, wait, 160 feet drop, so... 16 D6s. Um, uh, who's got D&D &D Beyond open for the rolling? I'll do it. Uh, okay. Since I'm falling. Why did, why did you drop? You'll see. <laughs> 
<laughs> he wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Fucking kamikaze. I think, okay, it glitched out for a second. Uh, 52 damage. Okay, so Tomar, you take oh. 52 falling damage. And I wanted to aim myself, like, way close to them, by the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just, like... So you're, yeah, you just, like, right like next free to fall, them. just like... Crack. <laughs> you crack the, the dirt, or you crack the stone but right I, there as you land. I stand um. up like Chris Farley when he fell down the hill in Black Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I... Oh, actually, real quick, give me uh, high or low. Uh, high. Broken back. Okay, you do not suffer any uh, additional effects at the moment. Oh, uh, I reach into my uh, bag and I pull out the ivory candle and I okay. whisper a prayer and I cast control flame on it. So in a 20 foot radius, anyone around mm. will automatically heal all the way up. Oh, nice. There you go. Okay, so nice. Penwin and Willem and you all heal. Gorbel is Aww. kind of 10 feet away from that <laughs> that, uh, oh that radius. God, you couldn't wait. And now you watch as the beast kind of <laughs> starts shaking its head as if it's trying to throw off the effects of its blindness and its deafness, and it doesn't seem to be able to do either. So it drops low and it releases another radiant blast. I need everybody to give me a wisdom save. God damn. Everyone but Gorbel has advantage on it now. Yes, Because of the correct. candle. Oh, nice. I rolled another one. I shit you not. Are you? No. <laughs> Stop. Stop rolling that die. Throw away your dice. <laughs> Burn it. Wait. How do you roll? Do you just put it on the table or? <laughs> I just Is set it down. Can she you get upset it down? Fuck. I'm so sorry. Jump back. Fuck myself. <laughs> Give me a high or low, Gorbel. Hi. What did everybody else get? 22. 26. 24. Okay. <clears throat> so, Gorble. This candle rules. Yeah, it does. It sucks that Gorble wasn't there to last. I told her to get closer. <laughs> she, she was... I wasn't allowed to. I know. Right. <laughs> I blame Seth. <laughs> <laughs> For not making her closer. Ew. We go from, like, complimenting each other and... Doing well to just <laughs> fuck that. It's a it's season of thanks. Fault. I hate you. <laughs> I'm thankful that I don't have to travel far to slit your fucking throat. <laughs> um, Gorbel, you're going to take 60 damage, and you will not be blasted back, but the uh, and prone. But you are feeling another inside fire. You don't know how I feel. <laughs> Yeah. Gorbel, are you okay? <laughs> you just need I'm some fine. antihistamines and some antibiotics. You'll be fine. <laughs> Get <All right>. over <laughs> here. <laughs> Willem, it's your turn. I can't. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's not Willem's turn. Okay. Uh, Gorbel, it's your turn. Sorry. I just targeted you, but. Ugh. Can I just walk away? <laughs> 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 well, you're in the middle of a terrible battle. I don't have to be. <laughs> okay. I'm going to cast Disintegrate again. Okay. At ninth level. Please tell me oh, you're walking towards us when you do that. <laughs> yes. 
It's gotta get Dex gotta save get 19. Time. Come towards us. Come towards the light, my foolish sister. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, that's a natural one from the creature. Nice. Kill it, Gorbel. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Kill it. damage roll, and then... Okay, finally, some payback. So, that is going to be... 121 force damage. Yeah. You cast it at ninth level, so you'd get an additional 3d6, or did it already configure those? No, it did not. Okay, so roll nice. 3d6. <clears throat> Jesus. 14. 14? Mm-hmm. So 135 total. Look at spider snake thing. Gorbel, show me what you got. Oh, shit. I cast a mean look over at everybody who's at full health. <laughs> just a boy standing in a candle flame. <laughs> and as I'm just <laughs> staring at them, scowling, I pick each foot up and, like, dust off the bottom of each sandal. <laughs> I huff. Just covered in debris and dirt mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm still looking at them as I angrily approach the big spider serpent. And I'm walking towards it, angry, staring <laughs> at my healthy friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... Let out a defeated sigh. <laughs> and I turn my focus onto the creature. I go, you bitch! And <laughs> clap over my head. And bringing it to zero HP, at least, it... <laughs> the creature suddenly just <laughs> dissolves into ash. And you guys, like, the ash just spreads everywhere, just... <laughs> leaving just like this void of magical rippling energy in the center before that too disperses. As I'm holding the candle I look over at her. Well what were you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) I was dying! (laughs) As you guys watch the like kind of smoke and ash disperse, you can see something glittering in the center of the area that was once occupied by this huge creature. Mm -hmm. You hear like a ting 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 and you watch as everything disperses, and jutting up from the cobblestones is a about an eight-inch long, what appears to be like a shard of rock, but this rock is like part granite and part like glittering amethyst, part sapphire. There's dozens of what looks to be precious uh, stones inside of this jagged shard of rock. And as you guys watch, it suddenly (laughs) ripples with a magical lightning. And that's where we're going to end for the night. And I cower in fear because I've learned my lesson. Is it a super lineage stone? (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) It's like the slammer of lineage stones. I think that went pretty well. We had some no wonder yeah. that thing was upset. It had that inside of it. Imagine if we. <laughs> imagine if you guys didn't cast blindness and deafness on it. Oh, oh you would be. What if we just talked to it? What if it's <laughs> just gonna give it to yeah, us? Yeah, sure. Oh, it's heavy. <laughs> chill, it's chill. It's chill. Well, you're gonna have to chill. blow me up to get to it. But okay. But I'm <laughs> I've had a good run. Here, go ahead and blast me, good bruh.
Ride the wave into the afterlife, bruh. Wait, let me get a sick rip real quick. That was okay. a fun fight. Kill me. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, I, I like it, was it when we have a shorter, plan. I think it was shorter than our planning was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that checks yeah, out. Probably. That that that's usually. But a hey, thing. I mean, well, it, a lot it was of like times. two rounds, I think. But yeah, it was very cool. I think it was three, three total. Yeah. I always think the journey to the battle is more fun than the actual battle. <laughs> I thought the battle was mm-hmm. fun. I, I liked the idea of Willem first hopping out of the window in that cool way, and then just as soon as he takes a damage, just like suddenly falling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Well, that's cool we, it had been so long since we actually had like a rest, so I only had like 17 mm-hmm. HP. Oh, uh, I was yeah. like, what Jeez. happened? How did he die yeah. so soon? Yeah, yeah, that's why those first two, I was just like, mm, es- especially when Gorble got hit the first time and it was 70 damage. I was like, yeah, if I take anything, I'm going to Yeah. But Willem don't give a fuck. So I think I might hold the record for the most critical failures <laughs> in, in a row. Yeah, oh my sure. god. Definitely on in a row. Does that even happen? In a row, in an episode, let's, possibly let's overall. <laughs> oh, I didn't roll a one. I rolled an 11, though. That's two ones. No, no. <laughs> That's even more ones. Double trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so why don't you guys tell me why you deserve five points of boon? I think I just told you. <laughs> Planning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I Planning. think we all contributed to a really cool game plan, and mm-hmm. a lot of close calls made it really interesting. So, yeah, teamwork, planning, everybody Communication. doing... Communication. Yeah, everybody doing really cool stuff, too. Yeah, I dug it. Tomar got to use his present. Candles. My present. Yeah. <laughs> Aromatherapy. <laughs> Your special purpose. <laughs> All right. Everyone receives five points of booze. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for tonight's MVPC. I need you to tell me who the <laughs> tell me who the most valuable player character is uh, by voting. So what we're gonna do is, on the count of three, you guys will hold up the number of fingers corresponding to the person you would like to vote for for the audience's benefit. Willem is one. Tomar is two. Penwin is three, and Gorbel is four. So take a moment to consider, and then we will vote. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. All right. On the count of three, you'll hold up the fingers and hold them up so I can see them on the TV. <laughs> uh, one, two, three, vote. All right. We've got three votes for Gorbel and one vote for Tomar. Gorbel, why'd you vote for Tomar? I voted for Tomar because he was able to, you know, save Willem's life and bring everybody back and also use his new his new candle which is super cool. And he played a big part in the planning and, you know, kind of scheming up like what could go wrong, what we could do better. Very nice. Uh, Willem, why did you vote for Gorbel? This one was actually really tough because it was between Tomar and Gorbel. Uh, Tomar, because the candle was a super cool uh, idea and because of raining down fire on giant (laughs) spider snake. But uh, I had to give it to Gorbel because fucking in a clinch she just fucking disintegrated the damn thing yeah after coming back from two critical failures yeah. it was just two right 
No, I did it three times. Didn't oh, I? Yeah. Three critical fail- failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking massive damage and then just being like, nah. <laughs> Fucking bad. I'm like the main character in a lifetime movie. <laughs> I think you're underselling how cool it is. <laughs> how could I sell it more than that? It depends uh, on the audience, I guess. Just like Julia Roberts in Sleeping with the Enemy, Gorbel swoops in at the last second. <laughs> uh, Tobar, why'd you vote for Gorbel? Uh, first of all, I'm going to say that it was Pinwin that did save Willem. Like, uh, his quick run in really saved him. I just made sure everyone sure. was protected. So, um, sorry, Pinwin. But yeah, I loved the, <laughs> that's okay. I loved how she described the sequence of her just being <laughs> super mad and just beat up and looking over at us like super fine and ready at the dinner table for Thanksgiving meal. But she's just outside and she's she got hit by a car. But she rose up like she's like standing there like Captain Marvel and then she just fucking Yeah, that was just super awesome. I'm a phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Penwin, why'd you vote for Gorbel? Because she believed in herself. <laughs> it was you, Penwin. You were the inspiration. <laughs> Penwin was inside us all, all along. Get out of me, Penwin. <laughs> Never. Just whispers, I'm inside you. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, basically what everyone else said. Like, yeah, ain't letting snake spider dude get her down three times. And yeah. Very nope. nice. I get yeah. knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> You're yeah. never going to keep me down. <laughs> All right. That means tonight's MVPC is Gorbel Ice Tower. Oh, oh, yeah. Take you five points of boon and um Can I trade it for HP? <laughs> no. No, however, because I was waiting for a very similar moment uh to see how if this would ever transpire, but for three critical failures receiving the same attack over and over, <gasps> oh. you you now have <laughs> resistance to radiant damage. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Built up a tolerance with your failure. <laughs> nice. For taking basically like the most amount over and over. What are you a, that amount? What are you, a middle-aged white man in corporate America just failing upwards? <laughs> Did it hurt more each time? Like you're like, ah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I got Never used mind. to it. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Around the like right before the third time, I was like, "Yeah, I can take this." <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's a you know it. It's not really you know a boon necessarily, but it is something that I feel like could potentially happen, and it's a very you know sometimes failures, like Billy said, do lead to success. <laughs> Just failing upwards. <laughs> yeah, you can actually add that to your character sheet too if you click Yay. on defenses and customize. You can do resistance, descending really? up. Yeah. Because I have that to poison. I don't remember why, but I do. It's in my notes. Nice. Well, you should add it. So it's probably there. from just holding that little snake and it's just constantly like. I can't remember exactly why, but I want to say it has to do with the fact that you 
are so good at drinking. That could be, I don't know. <laughs> Resistant which to also alcohol poisoning. Ha- which also happened because of how many times you won drinking competitions and rolling. So I do like kind of like the idea of of like e- evolutionary <laughs> like skill gains like that. So I tried a different die. I got a one. <laughs> you're just your hands are just you're bad. You're just a curse. <laughs> wow. All right, so that's it for tonight's episode, folks. Thanks to Chad Piper for that awesome intro song. Thanks to Adrian Von Ziegler for that beautiful background music. And thanks to all of you listeners. Once again, please make sure you check out our Patreon. We have awesome tiers available to uh, pick from, and you can see a bunch of cool stuff. You get bonus content, access to the Discord. And if at the highest tier, you even get a sweet swag bag from yours truly and uh, the other yours truly involved in this podcast. Um, so definitely check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash D20 underscore syndicate. Yes, Tomas. Should we thank each patron personally in this? Uh, yeah, let's do it. You got it pulled up. We are thankful for you. Also, if you just ask me, I will bless any of your dice for you. <laughs> Blessed does not what mean what you think it means in this context. Be very careful. It's like re- the reverse of taking it to Gary, Gary Gygax's tomb. <laughs> yeah, since we're throwing out thanks, let's thank all of our current patrons right now. You can join let's them anytime and get cool benefits. But thank you to DWiz. Thank you to Travocalypse. Thank you, Dimebag6974. Cool name. <laughs> <laughs> thank That's you, great name. Thank you, Debo726. Thank you, M. And thank you, Illegal Screen. Um, yes. You, you thanks guys to is, all of you. Your guys' is patronage has helped keep the show going through all this so we wouldn't be here literally without you guys so thank you it's true yes. thank us. you guys so much yes thank, thank you, you thank you thank you and thanks uh as we well love the, you <laughs> thanks as well to the rest of you listeners you know what we're you know we, we're thankful for you guys too even those of you who aren't patrons but you get that extra special thank you with your name uh for being a patron because we definitely appreciate that and thanks for uh contributing so much to our uh, our general conversation and dialogue and uh thanks for listening we'll see you next week i am your host and dm seth and this is the d20 syndicate podcast where we go on adventures so you so don't, you have, don't to. have to Ooh, she stopped you Ooh. edit that out <laughs> <laughs> happy thanksgiving Feel like i did it early it's okay. like out of anticipation it was like two and a half i was panicking because i started hearing the metronome and I was like, oh no i have what to talk have on done? beat now do you do it a beat after the three i want to i did it's okay <laughs> see it's natural it's, it's okay because it that's not the real sync that's just the pre-sync for funsies Initiate. Okay. 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 All right. Hold on.
because we can't shut the door all the way. Ooh, I forgot to tell you, Tony said he can drill a hole through the floor and we can just have the wire go through that way. And he said that's easy. Okay, well, he's buying me a new floor when we move out. <laughs> he just shows up a, g- a gigantic floor in the back of his truck. Just, <laughs> how do you want this? You called my bluff. Tony, did you build the floor before coming? <laughs> she may be. You see, the, you see, the funny thing about that is. But it's like trimmed and everything. It's ready to go into the corners. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just exactly. Plan for it being put into the doorway. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to take the roof off. Yeah, you got one of those roofs that you can just, like, snap off, right? That's fine. It's on a hand. You know, Lego rules. It's like a Ninja Turtle car. <laughs> That's where I put all my pizza missiles, it also, Tony. <laughs> it also shoots pizzas. Mormons come to the door. Uh, <laughs> Arm out. Anchovies. Uh. Um... Yeah, so, <laughs> do you know where we are now, Mika? So, we found out that Chester <laughs> is the Traveler rune mm. for the following reasons. Longish hair with a bad cut. <laughs> <laughs> From the Underdark, Elf likes crafts. And for those reasons and many more, that is why Chester is the Traveler rune. Your hair looks very red right now, Tomas. Very. Almost it as does. if my hair is red. That can't be it. Mm-mm. I looks think like there's a red it. tinge in this whole camera. Like, the whole room looks kind of red. It does. It looks red. Like, if you look at the white wall, it has a reddish tint. Yeah, your skin looks a little pink, too. Lots of lots of warm hues going on. That's just on. swollen capillaries in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um. Whenever I'm not on camera, I'm constantly vomiting. <laughs> it's an illness. Um, Vomitaries. Right. It's a life choice. <laughs> Vomavidiitis. I live how I want. <laughs> they keep telling me to stop, but I keep puking on them. Um, you can't stop, stop puking. Me. You're dehydrated. <laughs> I love it. I'll show you dehydrated. <laughs> I really do have the hardest time watching football. And I mean, I'm prefacing this with I mean, as we all know, I have ADHD. I have so, a hard time. But I would as that I is would a like, given. I would go to Kyle's football games because he he played football and I was like, I'm gonna be a supportive sister. And I would try so hard to like watch and understand and I'd be like, ball's here. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm birds. Like <laughs> it's it's gone. Plastic like, bag. <laughs> I think watching f- football or sports in general is more fun in person just because you're part of the yelling at everyone thing. I wasn't. <laughs> you get to person. siphon off the energy. <laughs> yeah, you, you're siphoning off the energy. You're getting beer handed That's to true. you. Um, um, you get to get bit by bugs. <laughs> there mentality. are so many other sports that are more fun to watch than football. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is more, driving. I mean, that's more fun. <laughs> I can turn left better than you, Danica Patrick. <laughs> watch me go in this circle. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, we just lost our entire NASCAR fan base. The bleed over on that Venn diagram has now just evaporated. Well, our sticker was going to be put on a car, but now that's gone. <laughs> we were going to take the replace the Tide car. 
The D20 Syndicate uh, NASCAR car would be the lamest car. <laughs> have, oh like, my god! It'd have a hungry yeah. man dinner on it. <laughs> a bunch of dice. Just a bunch of bullshit. It would be a Cavalier. Yeah. <laughs> a 2000 Cavalier. Ori is the driver. No. <laughs> yes. No, that'd be good. <laughs> He's very fast. <laughs> Behind the wheel? You should not be letting your baby drive the car. <laughs> He's really fast at holding his foot down. <laughs> He'd probably so just do like he did his pajamas and just shove his feet right through, like oh yeah, put he, a hole through he, it, and then he, just like Flintstones that shit. He busted a toe out of the foot of his pajamas. It's <laughs> a strong toe. I'm pretty sure yes. I have a photo of me as a baby with a hole, a toe hole in my pajamas too. Uh, the D20 Syndicate does not up. condone letting a child drive a car. Please do not <laughs> attempt this. If you were thinking about doing it, we are morons. Uh, so the holidays has made me think about togetherness and joy, but it also has made me think about mourning and doom and gloom. And I wanted to bring up a <laughs> recent turkey. a recent tragedy <laughs> that befell our household, and our lives will never be the same. Um, what? Our, our over the range microwave <laughs> stopped microwaving, like it it. Does the fan still? It has the light that comes on. The power works, but it no like longer it, microwaves. It's good, good appearance just doesn't work. And boy, have I not experienced loss like this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so much of my day relies on microwaving food, and it's just gone now. Um, and I keep forgetting, and it hurts more and more each time. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to throw my breakfast in the mud. Uh, yesterday, I put it in, microwaved it, <laughs> oh. then pulled it out and started eating it. I'm like, <laughs> Like, you think you're going to get hot eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't microwave Microwaved eggs. I microwaved my breakfast casserole. I feel like that's... A harder microwave to replace because it has to be like the right size. Yeah, yeah. They're more fit in perfectly. It, it, it connects to the vent and God, all what this a bitch. shit. So yep. um, it's gonna be a pain in the ass. <laughs> just get just get a countertop microwave and leave that one there it. for show. <laughs> I guess the fan still works, but the light, the underneath light that lights up the stove is what wasn't working first. And I think mm. I just sealed the deal. I killed it because yeah, <laughs> I was did. like smacking mm-hmm. it, like trying to get the the light to turn on. So As don't do. don't smack your microwaves or any appliance because it be probably kind your appliances. Yeah, <laughs> smack just, my mic up, honey. The fridge is yelling. Smack it. <laughs> ah, please ah. <laughs> what is in are your you fridge? fridge in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> no man no man no. <laughs> sweet jesus a fridge that's air. worst fear is being hit a fucking uh, <laughs> window air conditioner <laughs> every time you walk into the window the every time you walk into the room it cowers a little bit <laughs> <laughs> That means it's well trained. <laughs> Starts um, leaking water out of the bottom. Oh, come on. Not again. Naira. Yeah. You have to figure out, like, what, as an adult, you need to figure out what makes your digestive system not work. And then ignore it until it's too bad. Well, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. I have learned that all types of bread do not fuck up my digestive system. So, so what breads are good for you? 
Uh, I like like the twelve grain kind, like that thick, hearty ass shit. Mm, that yeah. seems to be fine. My favorite- something about Subsidy, their bread is absolute bullshit, and it, like it <laughs> ruins me for a week. Well, you're eating like a wow. whole loaf of bread when you go to Subsidy. It's just Isn't a huge- that the serving size? <laughs> <laughs> serving size, one loaf. My favorite breads are the bad ones. Like, well, yeah, they yeah, taste the best. Sure. Yeah, they're so good. Potato bread. Oh, I love <laughs> garlic bread yeah. for like everything. Peanut butter and jelly with garlic bread. <laughs> no, we, we, we were simpatico for like two seconds there. I bet it's good. Never Just had toss it in the microwave. And then you fucking Judas Iscarioted me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I had way worse digestive issues in, in like high school. I don't seem to have like many issues now. Like I used to think I was. You really mean back when you were eating intolerant. just nothing but. Uh, uh, powdered Milk. sugar sticks and Fago <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, some it was something weird. Then cereal and <laughs> with my body. I don't. I don't even know. Science and birthday hot dogs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I have a lot less issues now than I used to. Um, except for like overeating to the point that I can't move. That's usually my one, my, my one Achilles heel. Guys, let us know about your digestive issues. What have you been diagnosed with? What have you self-diagnosed? When Mika's away, I picture you like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Wolf of Wall Street when he took way too much drugs and he's like crawling across the ground trying to get inside. He's just eating so much. That's essentially it. No, I actually eat like way less when when she's not here uh i usually don't where's eat my dinner, dinner? <laughs> Money? where's Hello? my dinner she comes back on friday nights and i'm like why i've been waiting well she was where, just where telling you? she was just telling us how she like smuggled you a pumpkin pie yeah <laughs> oh what I if she hadn't pie. given it to him yet he what if it died. was gonna be a surprise <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, ruining dinner. it tomorrow well i'm keeping it frozen so we can save it for thursday oh it was oh, a surprise that pie? And no it's not a surprise okay. i told him about it immediately okay oh my I god can't. would frozen pie taste good would i like Some it then pies. well we'll thaw it would it taste like? Would you not like pumpkin pie? pie? I'm talking Lindsay, about eating you, it frozen. No, you don't eat the frozen pie. That sounds pie. great. Uh-uh. I think you we can should. Eat Boston <laughs> cream pies frozen. Those are pretty decent, but um, pumpkin pie wouldn't be good frozen. I mean, it could. I bet it'd be possible. I think it would be good. I'd ha- it'd have like a sherbet-y consistency or something. I just like. We can I like, try it right like now. It not frozen, and I don't think I personally would like pumpkin pie frozen. But I think I would maybe maybe half <laughs> thawed. That's that's the most frozen. Like I you can't wait go. for it to thaw all the way. You're like, I gotta <laughs> have this <laughs> fucking pie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm about with like a lemon meringue. Mm-hmm. I've been there with chicken nuggets. Man, we're missing out not having Elijah in the pie conversation because he has got some opinions. Yeah. <laughs> about he, he's got some opinions. Yeah. Ew. Oh. That was bad. That was bad. Very bad. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll just mute myself now. Sepuku. <laughs> that man has eaten more pie in one Sepuku. sitting than I've so ever seen pie. anyone eat. And he's done it not so many times. Not just for holidays. Right. Like he'd come home 
when he lived with, with us, and he'd have a pie, yeah. and he'd have a Diet Coke. <laughs> he'd just like, walk into the door. You can't have a pie without a Diet Coke. I need to wash it down <laughs> with something. I'm watching my figure here. Fuck off. The thought of washing down pie with Diet Coke. Just Ew. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it not will, a fan. I don't think it will wash down well. That was like one of Elijah's food groups is pie. <laughs> <laughs> On his food pyramid, it's I would just love to see that pyramid. Pie, <laughs> Diet Coke and cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there's three fucking sections. That's it. Diet Coke, pie, cigarettes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Just cornerstone oh. of his fucking diet.